Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, and welcome to Big Little Shrine. Uh, for those of you who listen on Apple Podcasts, we had been bunking in with Shrine of Duty for a little while, but we're all grown up now. We got our own feed. Yeah. Brendan, don't forget to introduce yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Brendan. Hi, I'm Hannah. And you may notice that we don't have a third voice this week. It's really sad. It's really weird. I know, there's a weird energy in the room because Rebecca is in Rome. Oh, she is. She's on her holidays. Eating her pasta. Yeah, loads of pasta, loads of pizza, all the carbs, having the time of her life. All the creme. All the creme. Meanwhile, we're in Dublin. It hasn't stopped raining for a week. And I went on to my Apple weather app today and there's thunderstorm emojis for next week. So Fab. that's the kind of June you get in Ireland. Amazing. Um, so we are in our own feed now on Apple Podcasts. So you may need to subscribe to that one. It's this one. This this one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> this one. In my head, I'm trying to think like I'm inside the computer. We're inside the new feed right now. We are. And if you're listening to this, if there's anyone out there, subscribe <laughs> to it. Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? <laughs> um, please give us five star review if you yeah, if you if, like. If you're that way inclined. Yeah, but you don't even need to write anything because sometimes that's a big ass. Just hit the fifth star. Yeah, just hit the fifth star. Yeah, and submit. And subscribe to this podcast where we so are you, now where we are now <laughs> yeah. so that you hear more of us um so uh, episode two of um big little lies yes. season two yes renata has rapidly become my favorite of the monterey five plenty of laughs this week some tears as well i bought yeah at a couple of points and I actually um, I moved house this week so I had a lot going on in the evenings and I didn't busy week. I had a mad week I didn't get to watch live Reb was actually the person behind our fabulous live tweets last Monday so I watched it on the bus coming into work on Tuesday oh god and it's my new bus route so I'm trying to make bus friends <laughs> and you know like not look like a maniac I was balling balling crying on the bus <laughs> Did you make any friends? No, absolutely not. They probably think I'm crazy, Brendan. (laughs) Staring at my phone, ball and crying. Um, Okay, well, we get into the recap. Yeah. 
All right, so this week's episode, it was called Tell Tale Hearts, and there's a lot to uncover here. So episode two opens with a sleepy Celeste driving through a forest. She closes her eyes for a second, and all of a sudden she's crashed into a metal bar in her big stunning Monterey Jeep, and the airbag has exploded into her face. Um, they did that thing where a woman, when she's meant to look tired or unhappy, you can see it in her makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's all good. She's wrecked. So the police come, quickly followed by Madela- Madeline. And Celeste explains that she couldn't sleep, so she took a tablet. But she did pass a breathalyzer test, so she's allowed to go straight home. So yeah. it's all good. So when Maddie is driving Celeste home, they pass a really disorientated-looking Bonnie who claims she's on a hike. Maddie makes a comment about Bonnie being unwell and vows to get her daughter Abigail out of the house. But, like... Again, she just isn't being very nice to her. No, not at all. She was like, "Are you on drugs or something?" Yeah. And Bonnie was like, "No, I'm I'm on a hike." Yeah, and like, and of course she's not on drugs. It's yeah. like, why are we why are they pretending that? I think that Madeline is she's either g- genuinely thick and doesn't think that it's a big issue. Sure, like of course you can't. You have to think it is. But she yeah, she it's like she's completely um decompartmentalized like disassociated herself from what they were all involved in maybe that's what it is because sometimes I'm like it's coming off like I don't like her because you're being so rude cold. and cold co- co- yeah rude so is not cold. the word cold to Bonnie who has your daughter in her house do you know what I mean yeah. so as much as you don't like Nathan and also I thought they were all going to be bonded after what happened on yeah. trivia night but I think you're right it's just they're using her interactions with Bonnie to show how removed Madeline is from yeah. reality and that she's just not okay and I would have thought they would have all been really bonded with with a little bit of extra sympathy for Bonnie because Bonnie was the one that pushed him so did I because when we saw the trailer at the start of this season and we see them in a car talking I actually didn't realise that Bonnie isn't in that car so she's very removed from like the Jane, Celeste, Renata, Maddie crew like she's totally on her own and it should be the complete opposite because as we discussed last week she's the one that will blow the whistle on all of this and then Maddie goes in because she lied okay Renata and Gordon get coffee in one of my (laughs) my new favourite scenes she's just off the phone with her publicist who has told her that she will be on the cover of the number one one women's magazine in the US of fucking A however the celebrations are cut short as Gordon is arrested by the FBI Renata has an absolute fit and Gordon tells her to call Walter now. Yeah, I love that like people in all these kind of shows just have solicitors or legal people that they can call on by first name. Oh, it's first like, call term. Walter. Walter. Yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and I also love how, like that's in the first four minutes. So how much has happened there? We've had one of the main characters in a crash. We've had one of the secondary characters be arrested by the FBI and we're four minutes in and these are subplots. Um, so I just love how fast it is. It's almost camp, isn't it? It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, um, but they're pulling it off. So then as Gordon is getting arrested by the FBI, Detective Adrian Quinlan drives slowly by the scene. Put an asterisk there. They see me rolling. Literally, like. <laughs> so Maddie drops Celeste home where she has another showdown with Mary Louise. Put, like, poor Celeste comes into the house. Mary Louise goes, you went out like that. And Celeste said, I had to. It was an emergency. And Mary Louise says, what kind of emergency? And Madeline goes, the kind short people have. <laughs> Not one so, to hold a grudge at all. So quick. So this exchange then goes back and forth for a while. And it ends up Maddie calling Mary Louise a fucking weirdo. 
because she says it kind of under her breath walking away yeah. and then Mary Louise is like what did you say yeah and she throws the best looks also sorry to just sidetrack for a second but I've developed a new laugh right <laughs> and like I've started snorting when I laugh but I swear to god this has only happened in the last two weeks I didn't know you could just have a new laugh at 28 years of age so if I snort on this podcast, okay <laughs> it's my new laugh um Okay, Corey asked Jane on a practice date. She calls him very strange and he calls her tolerant, friendly and really pretty. I kind of like the way he did that though. It's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cop out, but like yeah. it's a it's a way to do it if you don't feel brave enough. You're like, "Let's do a practice date." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" cuz he's like, "Then if it goes well, we'll do a real one." I, like I was like, that. "That's a bit cheeky. I like it." Yeah, he's very cute. Meanwhile, Sky and Bonnie are driving in the car. She asked Bonnie if her and Nathan are getting a divorce cuz she's obviously picking up on all the trauma the in the vibes, house. Yeah. yeah, because Sky is totally shut down in this episode. And who drives past slowly? Only Detective Adrian Quinlan. <laughs> <laughs> they see me rolling. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Celeste visits her therapist as she's still missing Perry. And as an exercise, Dr. Reisman asked Celeste to imagine Perry abusing Madeline rather than her, which... It was really interesting and tough to watch. Yeah. Because you could see her, the cogs in her, her head turn and go, I wouldn't stand for this for anyone else so why did I stand for it for myself I swear to god I was watching that and I was like that is such a good technique Yeah, I'm using that for say like if a friend rings you with a problem or the boyfriend I was like would you and him speak to me I thought the exact same thing yeah I was like can't wait to roll out that one now to be a great friend Um, so yeah she does that and it kind of results in Celeste letting out this like guttural roar at imagining her best friend being kicked on the ground essentially Renata visits Gordon Jail. He's in the orange. Sorry. I can't. I love her. I love her. He explains. So basically, he made a big bet to short some stock. So it looks like he put a dodgy company that he knew was dodgy down on the table as a bet to attempt to make more money out of the stock market. He knew the company was bust, but no one else did. And that's mm-hmm. obviously a federal federal issue in the Thanks States. for explaining that because I didn't fully understand what he had done. I thought you were being sarcastic there no, for a second. I was I'm like, serious. I watched that three times to yeah. understand what he did. So yeah, he basically, he says he made a big bet to short some stock. I kind of understand what that means because I watched the, what's that film? Oh, the big... The big short... The Big Short. It's called The Big Short. Yeah, yeah I'm second guessing myself. Yeah. It's called The Big Short. Um, like five times to try and understand how the recession happened. So yeah, and then he explains that he bet a company which he knew was bust and no one else did and then okay. the FBI found out so he got arrested. Um, But yeah, so he also though bet the ranch. So I'm presuming the ranch he's referring to where they live. Yeah, that's what I thought. It must have once been a ranch. It's obviously yeah. a mansion now. And he says there will be civil lawsuits to follow. <laughs> but like he's so, he's trying to keep so calm and he's like, Amabella's trust is safe. Amabella's trust is safe. Renata couldn't give a flying fuck of an Amabella's trust. <laughs> she's had to lose her entire estate and she screams, I will not, not be rich. <laughs> this it's is so from, good. This is the second that I started loving her. Mm. Like this is meltdown mode since since last week with her like poolside photo shoot and it's my house. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm into Renata this season, and as of this episode, she's my favorite. Yeah, same. They've mixed her up this season big time. Yeah, she's overtaken Madeline as like the. I agree. Number. Yeah, and it's a really clever decision because Madeline was that character last year who was really over the top and ridiculous, but you were kind of still on her side. But this season, obviously, with everything that we're about to talk about with Ed, she has to be a little bit sadder. Like, she yeah. just has to be. So they've switched that energy over yeah. to Renata, which is And it is hilarious. working. And it's off the back of Gordon. Like, 
not he hasn't said sorry like he doesn't care I don't think he what he's doing he tried to kind of like play it down like he tried to say it to her as if it wasn't a big deal like you're in jail like you're it's, in an orange jumpsuit like give a shit it's a bit like I was I went through a very short phase of being an absolute brat in school and I was put on report and I oh. the way I came home to my mother and sold it was Oh, so it's just like one A4 page now every day that you have to sign instead of looking at my journal every day. Like I try to spin it as if like, oh, this it's it's fine. It's not really that big a deal. And she so was do like, you think- I know exactly what this is and this is a big deal. <laughs> so do you think that's what he's doing? Yeah. Okay, I'm on the other side of the fence. I think you couldn't care less. Now, obviously we saw him drinking in the room. Actually, last episode, shout out to Reb because she called this, didn't she? Do you remember last week she said, I feel if she's here, yeah, we sorry, wouldn't hear the did, end of it. She did. She, she did, literally yeah. said from the split second we saw Gordon up in the room yeah, drinking, drinking when alone. drinking alone when Renata Alarm was doing bells. the photo shoot, Reb goes, he's lost all their money. Yeah, she, she did. She's so intuitive when it comes to TV shows. It's beyond me. Like I would have watched that three times and never guessed this. Reb, if you're listening, have another pasta. Have another pasta on us and an Aperol spritz. Oh, yeah. And then a gelato. A glass of vino. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Okay, Bonnie's parents are in town after getting a call from Nathan. Bonnie is unimpressed and the pair argue in the garden. Nathan explains that his divorce with Madeline taught him that marriage was very fragile and that can that it can all go away at any time. And then he says to her, I don't know where you're gone, but you're not here. Now, fair enough, right? She's totally closed off. And I actually appreciate Nathan having actually done something this yeah. episode rather than just go to Ed and be really rude to everyone. But he still annoys me. Yeah. Meanwhile, Renata fills Maddie in on Gordon's arrest, so they're down at the school. She reveals that Detective Quinlan was there at the time, and the FBI sees her computer and other personal items like, um, you know, phones and all this sort of stuff, and Maddie looks so panicked. Yeah. I'm calling her Maddie now because Madeline's just too long. Is that okay? Sure. I'm down with it, yeah. Okay. Celeste... Tw- Celeste's twins bring up their dad's loss at school and she worries about them and has a chat with their teacher. Back at home then, she has a conversation with Mary Louise. So she admits what really happened that morning on the drive before the accident. And Mary Louise reveals that she'll be renting an apartment in Monterey. So they discuss Madeline and Mary Louise says, I don't like her. She's not a likeable person. (laughs) (laughs) Just to reinforce that. Like, it's the best, the best lines ever. Celeste tries to convince her otherwise and says, did I ever tell you that she wants saved Max from drowning uh, it's just gold and Mary Louise goes hmm where were you oh, oh like, it's just oh. so, how is she so quick yeah. how is that your reaction yeah. like if you're like your reaction re- oh my god what an amazing person she looked for the next negative the next like, dig that she yeah. could have and it's so quick where were you where were you the twins fight outside Um, And it breaks up this conversation with Mary Louise and Celeste. When Celeste attempts to split them up, Max tells her to fuck off. And she pushes him to the floor, screaming, you will not be like him. Now, this is the first incident where you see Mary Louise break the kind of unbreakable, very calm but strong face. And she is shocked. Did you pick up on your three watches like elements of when the two boys were fighting outside they were on the deck but weren't they near a steps or a stairs um 
did I make up that there was a steps or a stairs there and they were kind of shoving each other and I was like oh my god oh my god I, I'm, I got chilled there yeah. now I didn't pick up on that but I know from her back garden that you stepped down into yeah. the seated area so, yeah so I think they were on the deck right outside the patio door and they were like fighting near a flight of stairs and when that little child turned around and told her to fuck off yeah. oh my god rude like that was a moment wasn't it and also I was like I wonder what that child's parents you know Max is the name of the character with the yeah. actor in real life what do you like yeah. that's a bit mad and she it? was like and you will not be like him yeah she lost yeah. it and she shoved she him she was angry and she was panicked and she was terrified yeah and also I think there's definitely a bit of PTSD there and she totally yeah. just flashed back to yeah. the night and everything Um. okay Bonnie and her mother Elizabeth walk in the forest she tries to get her daughter to tell her what's been going on meanwhile at the school Nathan and Ed have another strange conversation what the fuck was that conversation <laughs> so Ed is minding his own business Nathan comes up to him again and starts to this is after calling them a snide fuck that's the last time we know that they've conversed he comes up to him again and he's kind of having a go at him again I'm kind of getting the vibe that Nathan doesn't have anyone to talk to I don't think he has any friends in Monterey and as much as he absolutely hates Ed I think he really likes him as well and I think he sees him as a friend because that conversation it's like He's almost trying to talk to him and then he has to slag him really quickly because he's embarrassed by trying to be friends with him. Yeah, I just don't know why you would turn to the current husband of your ex-wife. Yeah, I just think he's... For advice or help. ...a severely uh, lonely person, to be honest. So Gordon appears in court and is charged with security fraud, wire fraud and mail fraud, but he does get out on bond, so he will be sentenced, but he's out. Bonnie and Nathan have an awkward dinner with her parents where it's implied that Bonnie's mother has a drinking problem or had a drinking problem at one point. Very... like top line we don't go into it now this is really interesting Celeste has a daydream about Perry while she's cutting up vegetables in the kitchen and it's a reveal that she's an only child whose mother has died and she's not close to her dad this leads him to say now I don't mean to be presumptuous sorry it's not a daydream it's a daydream to a memory of when they were on a date he says now I don't mean to be presumptuous but if this works out I would have you all to myself Mm. and we also learn from that memory that Perry had a brother who died when he was five now, if he didn't kill him, yeah, I'll be shocked. Yeah, or if his dad didn't kill him, or if Mary Louise didn't kill him, there's no way that death was accidental, or that that was just in there for filler. Yeah, and I think that Mary Louise like just talks about her perfect son a little bit too much. Couldn't agree more. Mary Louise interrupts Celeste's memory to reveal the twins have just told her they have a brother. And I love this so much because Celeste is literally like, so she's chopping vegetables. Then she's in her own head having this daydream, this nice memory. Then Mary Louise is behind her and it's not, can I speak to you for a minute or what the fuck I just, it's like, um, Celeste, the boys just told me they have a brother and <laughs> it's Ziggy and the child is or the child is in their school and Perry seems to have fathered the son and it's so calm and yeah. Celeste is like what? Yeah. Which is great because I think that's exactly the same reaction we're having as an audience. Um so Celeste looks absolutely shocked and it turns out that Chloe overheard Madeline on the phone and decided to tell the twins. So she got the bug from her mother's DNA, which is the nosiness the and must no- be involved with everything. Body. But she doesn't have the maturity level to know when too much is too much. Yeah. And she has really overstepped the line here. Like I nearly died for Madeline and Ed when I found out that was them because I'm like, imagine imagine your child did that and how many lives it affects now. 
and the conversation Jane has to have with her seven, yeah. eight-year-old son as a result. So this leads Jane to have a devastating conversation with Ziggy. Oh, it's actually so... It's so heartbreaking. This is a bit where I cried because yeah. it's just it's just so innocent on his part. Mm. Um, So Ziggy can uh, confesses that Chloe told Ziggy that Mr. Wright... What he says is, Chloe told me that Mr. Wright gave you salt. He salted you. And I'm like... Oh, I, yeah. like, I was like oh my god like she fucking told him everything um, so it turns out that Chloe overheard uh, Chloe overheard the word assault yeah. um, so Jane says that she says come here you know she kind of snuggles him into her and then she says I think what Chloe overheard was the word assault and Ziggy said what does that mean and Jane just closes her eyes and starts to cry and the scene cuts because you don't need to see anymore no. that's enough No, it's their private conversation and their private moment and I'm also like how do you even begin to write yeah. that scene yeah. do you know what I mean so it was just crazy and that was the bit where I was crying on my new bus route it was so <laughs> sad wasn't it it was really really heartbreaking and I think like you say it was in a way kind of nice that they left it there yeah. that we didn't hear the kind of I suppose childlike way that she would explain that to him and, and how far she wanted to go into it and like how the acting on both of their parts I'm like yeah. what a tense a tender moment as well because I'm sure Shailene Woodley as an actress is very aware that Ziggy is quite a young kid and acting or not like it's still a pretty it's intense. Yeah. Okay, in the next scene... Okay, yeah, I want to ask you about this. So Ed fights with Maddie, Madeline, for not telling him about Ziggy's father. I don't think he had any right to be angry about her over that. No, I suppose I get... Is that coming off him being frustrated in general, though? Because what else did... No, that hasn't come yet. Um, I know he feels like she's keeping things from her yeah. and there's issues in the marriage. And I'm sure, yeah, if they were in a great place, maybe that would come up. But I'm like, sorry, you have absolutely no right. Like, Jane, yeah, you're... You know her and Ziggy's in your yeah. kids' class and I get all that, but that's again extremely private matter yeah, between th- yeah, Jane I and Celeste. Think, yeah, I don't think it is something that um, if I was Maddie that I would tell him. I no. ab- I thought no. the exact same thing. I was like, if I, if I was in that situation, there's no way I would be telling anyone that didn't need to know. I don't think it's anyone's business. And yeah. I get his argument is like, you know, we're married, we share everything, but I don't really think that Yeah, is no, the case. if it was a bit of funny gossip or, you know, a, a bit of scandal that was like, wait till you hear this juice, yeah. then yeah, I probably would have told you. But actually... How do you even begin to just strike up that conversation? You yeah, don't. so I thought that was quite weird. Okay, so Celeste and Mary Louise have a conversation about Jane's assault, which Mary Louise keeps referring to as an affair. And yeah. Celeste is like, no, she excuse me, her. it was a rape. Yeah. So Celeste reveals she found out about the assault on the night that Perry died. And Mary Louise is like, excuse me, her suspicions. Yeah. Have grown. She, she The trust is completely gone. Now, in fairness... From Mary Louise's point of view, it's not looking good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I can see where she's coming yeah. from. I'm not on her uh, side. One hundred and ten percent. I can see where I can see her point of view. Absolutely. And like I know Celeste has gone through a lot, but getting in the car and driving it into a, a metal pole and nearly hurting herself is a cause of worry. And if I if there was kids in that house, yeah, 
yeah, you just will be cause for concern. Okay, so Bonnie's mother creeps into her room while she and Nathan sleeps and leaves three objects on her bedside locker, which appear to be a bone, a feather and a crystal. Nathan spots her as he leaves. Celeste and Jane meet for a chat and Jane explains she has fully told Ziggy about the night he was conceived. And Celeste is initially kind of annoyed about this because Mm. she doesn't want the twins to know. And Jane is like, well, as much as you want to protect them, I want to protect my son. Yeah. And I think there's no bad blood there. They both understand where each other's coming from. Maddie and Bonnie chat at the school and Bonnie agrees that Abigail should come home. She- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Then says, and we've seen this in the trailer for the season, it's going to get us, it's going to get us all. Madeline asks, who are you talking about? And Bonnie says, the lie. So she's just not okay. She no. uh, she admits that she can't really be looking after Abigail or giving her what she needs, I think. Yeah, they the both agreed that. Yeah. 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 So Abigail is coming home. Renata drives Gordon home after he's released on bail. Has a full, a full breakdown. This is my favourite scene of the episode. Iconic. By far. Throws him out of the car before then <laughs> doing the biggest U-turn changing her mind and collecting him but like in complete silence he, just, he doesn't even say anything when he gets back in well I love the way like there's like a queue of traffic built up because she just stops the car in the middle of like a busy like what might be a motorway like a freeway yeah, yeah it's like a freeway right stops the car she's just like get out of the fucking car get out of the fucking car get out of the fucking car he eventually has no choice but to get out and then everyone behind her is like beeping so loud and then she just sticks you just see from the back from behind the car 
you just see her like finger, middle finger coming yeah. out the back of the sunroof. And she just goes, can you, can a woman get a minute? <laughs> yeah, so good. And, then, and that's after her line where she, I don't know, he must have said something and she goes, um, well, I used to enjoy sitting on your face and I won't be doing that again. <laughs> it's something like that. And it's yeah. so fucking good. So she's just, she's just lost it. <laughs> So Abigail is back at home and she and Maddie chat in the kitchen. They're talking about college again. Madeline just won't let it go. And Abigail brings up that Maddie isn't so perfect and that she cheated on Ed. But he overheard them. It was the second time I cried during this episode because of his face. And you're just like, yeah, it's just so unfair. Like, it's just so unfair. Um, So basically, Abigail said, but you were fucking a theatre director. Ed is standing in the doorway of the kitchen and said, what's this about fucking a theatre director? And Madeline nearly dies. She said, you misheard that. And Ed just grabs his keys and she goes, where are you going? And he goes, to get my ears checked. What a line. Yeah, what a line. But also, isn't it interesting the way that he instantly put two and two together and knew oh he knew before this was confirmation of his that's the thing I think that's so heartbreaking it's because I think he gave her so many ins yeah and he fucking knew from trivia night from all the weird looks from her behaviour from your one Tory and it's just yeah he didn't need to even need to say it twice like he knew yeah yeah poor old steady Eddie poor steady Eddie and then Abigail says she just looks at her mum and said you said he wasn't home so Celeste is sitting at the back of her gorgeous mansion and she explains to the twins that they're going to meet Ziggy they don't really understand because they're like man we've met him he's in our school and she's like no you're going to meet him as your brother and then she reassures them that their father was a wonderful man so that's the route she's taken she's Mm -hmm. their mother do you know what I mean I don't know what else you can really do in that situation but she's going to try and uphold their view of their dad I guess Ed returns home and him and Madeline have a chat. She tries to apologise to him in the worst apology ever. So she just keeps saying to him, it's nothing to do with yeah, you. It, it isn't about you. It's about me. Such a shit. About, it wasn't even an apology. I don't think she said sorry her. once. No. Yeah, so there's two things that annoy me about this. So she goes, it isn't about you. It's about me. She said that a couple of times. But then right after that, she goes, it's about us. Right. So it's like. Okay, it's not his fault. It's all about you. Madeline's world. Madeline gets all the decisions and it's all on you. And then she's like, actually, no, it's about us. And that kind of puts it back on him. And I'm like, no, your affair isn't about... Like, I understand that maybe their marriage wasn't plain sailing, but you fucked up. Like, and that's it at the end of the day. I don't think she's madly in love with Ed at all. I don't think she wants to be with him. And even from the first series, when she... They were, like, down at the the beach and she said, oh, you know... um, Nathan went and you know he got everything he got got yeah. it all yeah he and got it all Ed was like oh yeah well what do I then yeah exactly and also um, when Ed leaves the room before she starts bawling crying I was like "Does is that like a look of a bit of relief on her face like it's finally over mm. that's my out but then I kind of I, I think it backtracked okay so I'm not sure. But uh, no, there's no chemistry between them and it's nothing to do with the acting no. because they're both incredible actors. It's to do with the fact that there isn't meant to be chemistry yeah, between I them. Don't I don't think, think they'll be together by the end. I don't think so. So Ed says it's over and he leaves again. Bonnie chats with her mom. She has the what I think is the crystal, the bone and the feather. So she's brought them downstairs from her room and tells her mother that she doesn't, um, she doesn't want any of this in her family's life. Then Bonnie tells her, then Bonnie's mother tells her daughter that she's been having strong visions. She's seeing lots of water and somebody is drowning. 
asterisks that. So it appears that Bonnie's mum is some kind of witch doctor some or some kind of reb. Some kind, exactly. A little bit like our Rebecca. Here. Some Rebecca said she was psychic. She and gets to be honest, visions. Yeah, Rebecca knows this sort of stuff, so I'm just going to go with the term psychic. Yeah. Um, okay, so the episode ends with Nathan confronting Bonnie as a worried Sky looks on from the house, saying Ziggy, Celeste and the twins hang out. It's really cute, actually. The Celeste oh. and the twins bring a cake over. to the- So that's where I bawled crying. Really? Yeah, I just thought that was... Powerful. St- so powerful. Like, mm. And the way the twins looked at they looked at him so and like yeah they met him loads of times but the way they looked at him they were kind of like really inquisitive and it was just yeah. the way that they interacted changed and there's a bit where both women are sitting down at a table on the floor and yeah. the kids are on the other side and they're both crying but they're both crying for completely different reasons in completely different ways like I think Celeste is so heartbroken and she can't believe what her family was a year ago and what her family is now and then I think Jane just has all this I just think she feels so maybe guilty or but she shouldn't obviously but of all the stuff that she's had to put on Ziggy like I think she has a lot of regret of how it happens and stuff like that so I just find that really that seems really I think there's a bit of relief there as well and also probably like a bit of like hope because they're just like oh well like hopefully we can make something good out of this they can all be pals and and Celeste kind of touches her on the arm and I just felt wow like they're too powerful moms that are going to figure this out and they have each other and a kind of like a sisterhood bond as well yeah. I think they felt God we're actually not alone like we yeah. have this whole this is what's come out of the I thought it was a fab scene the darkness. I loved it I yeah really so did I it. and there was no um, absolutely no words just over music it was mm. really lovely um, Maddie cries into a glass of wine and then the very last scene same yes <laughs> Madeline is sitting in her back garden watching the sea the credits roll to the backing track of Ed's rendition of Elvis Presley The Wonder of You that he sung dedicated so to fab. his wife on Trivia Night yeah what a way to end the what episode in which they split up yeah uh, amazing recap thank seriously you seriously well done all the detail Thank you very much. Um, I loved that episode. Yeah. I, like, my, like, I mean, there's only been two so far, but like my favourite. Well, I didn't expect to get that much so early on. I did not expect Ed to find out that Madeline had cheated. No. I did absolutely didn't expect Mary Louise to find out that she had another grandchild. Yeah. Or even at that point, 10 minutes later, have... Jane discussing it with Ziggy and then have Jane, Ziggy, Max... Uh, is the other kid the called Joel? I don't know. Let's I go just with keep the calling them the twins. Because Max is the one that all the attention has been on. I think yeah. it's Joel and Celeste in a room together. So there's a couple of things that I thought would be nearly season finale season two yeah. bits. But we've got them already. So I'm a bit interested to see where things go. Where, where is it going to go? I I wonder is Bonnie's like a fragility kind of being made too much of a thing of that like there could be a curveball like the whole I think that the whole thing is going to collapse like the house of cards is going to come down mm. but it could be somebody completely left a field who's the one to just like pull that little cube out of the, the Jenga yeah I agree with it's you Jenga isn't it that it one it is Jenga yeah. the tower yeah I agree because I just feel like yeah I'm I'm a bit unsure about where it's going to go to be honest with you also can we go back to the conversation between Bonnie and her mother yeah and I think it was around the time when she said she was having visions. Yeah. And she said to Bonnie, what have you done this time? <gasps> I didn't pick up on that at yeah. all. She either used the words 
what have you done this time or what have you done now? Okay, implying that something's been done before. that Bonnie has done something very bad or sinister or, yeah, something wrong before. Well, then I take back what I literally just said 30 seconds ago, but I don't <laughs> see where this is going. I think coming back to Bonnie grabbing her neck. Yeah. And the talk, which was at the end of season one, episode seven, she grabs her neck when Perry falls. And there's been a couple of discussions and someone tweeted us, I'm really sorry, I don't have the name, a couple of weeks ago that they may, it may, she may have grabbed her neck as a result of Perry breaking his neck. And it was just a kind of a like, oh, kind of reaction. But I was like, no, I think there's more to it because she does it again on the beach when she's looking at the sea. Her mother is speaking about drowning a lot. When you're drowning someone, you're probably holding them under by their neck or by Mm -hmm. their shoulders. So. And then you've just told me that, which I did not pick up on. Yeah. So that's going to come back into it. And also, I think Perry's background. So this whole thing about Perry having a brother who died mm-hmm. when he was five, that's going to come back into it as well. So that's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, do we think Mary Louise is going to march? Because she did, didn't she say she was going to speak to the police? She was like, well, there's a few things you left out. She was like, you left out well, the fact that you found out that... Um, he had another child. You left out the fact that, you know, he'd been abusive, you know. She is going to speak to the police because there was a clip. Go on. Which I can bring you through. So it is called Big Little Lies in the Weeks Ahead. So it's not necessarily a trailer for next week. It's more random clips from the okay. next five episodes. So I'll bring you through it. Go on. Bonnie walks towards the sea. Now, this is very random. Like, it's like flash, flash, flashes flash, flash. with random kind of um, people speaking over. It. And sometimes I could pick up on who it was and some sentences okay. I don't know. So this is going to be a bit all over the place. But here we go. Bonnie walks towards the sea. Madeline watches the water from her back door. Celeste showers. Renata twists her wedding ring. Jane dances with Corey. Somebody says there are things your mother doesn't ever need to know. A woman's voice. Renata says to Gordon what did I do Gordon says you tell me Madeline I think addresses the school she seems to be on stage and it looks like she's speaking at a school assembly she says where do we even begin there aren't a lot of happy endings for a lot of people you know Madeline then says everything and this is like over another scene everything feels like it's unraveling at a 70s themed party Celeste says if I could do it again I wouldn't lie Mary Louise turns up to speak to Ziggy and Jane Bonnie's mom is holding her under the water in a pool. Now, Bonnie is really, really young. She looks maybe like five or six. She's in a little swimsuit. And I watched it like two or three times. It looks really sinister. But then again, it's it's like in the middle of the day. It seems to be an outdoor swimming pool. And I think she could just be teaching her like maybe confidence in the water. Yeah, it could also be the way we've seen with Celeste. It could be a flashback to something that actually didn't happen. Yeah. And sorry, when I say Bonnie and Bonnie's mother, I'm presuming this is Bonnie okay. and Bonnie's mother because it looks like Bonnie's mother and the child is, looks like Bonnie. Yeah, okay. Um, And the, all that talk of drowning, I think it has to be them. Then we see Bonnie fully in the sea and she seems to be hunched over a little bit. Bonnie now in this timeline. Celeste hooks up with someone in a really raunchy scene. He yes, looks gorgeous. Celeste. Flash straight after that is Perry looking around a corner. Oh, my God. Then somebody says, I'm going to presume it's Celeste, but I couldn't make it out. People can move on after a tragedy, just not together. Mary Louise talks to Detective Quinlan. So to go back to what you just said, they're sitting in a police station and she says, you don't believe my son just slipped, do you? And Detective Quinlan looks suspicious and it cuts. 
Oh, and Mary Louise is probably running her chain along her chin. What was I that? Love that. What was that? Like she obviously because she's literally standing around trying to crack the case, and it's just when she's thinking, she just runs the chain along her chin. It's just her way of like thinking intently. But it just it just shows like you're you're such a good actor at that stage in your career if you're di- like serving up these lines, standing across from Reese Witherspoon, killing it, and then also able to put in little character beats like that to just feel real natural and all with your teeth in and all with the teeth in <laughs> um, um, yeah any juicy bits for so us so juicy bits okay now this comes I've done with enough little, talking I'm going to sit back this now. comes with a little asterisk um, we love an asterisk here yeah. big little shrine so this is far fetched but this is a theory and I, we love a theory here at big little yeah, shrine yeah if anyone has come over from big and big little shrine Shrine of Judy You will know that we love A far-fetched theory They're my favourite yeah. The more off the wall The better I mean look It's what keeps us going To be honest Literally Oh I'm excited Okay, okay. So this theory uh, Comes from Purewow.com And it was written by Greta Hegenes I'm really sorry I've absolutely Butchered your surname Butchered Yeah <laughs> Pat butchered um, So Greta says During last night's episode Of Big Little Lies It became clear that Bonnie Is in over her head After pushing Perry To his death at Trivia Night While the show is leading us To believe the father of two And then two is crossed out Three is deceased <laughs> Which I love We can't help but wonder If we should be looking Further into the fact That someone mysterious Is lurking around Monterey And that someone Could be Perry uh, Sorry Are you still with me? I told you it's a bit off the wall Excuse me But I love it Okay so Okay it's important to point out That we're all well aware Perry appeared to to be dead At the end of season 2 At the end of season 1 That should say Nevertheless We feel like there's more To the story It would be a long shot To say that Perry Isn't deceased after all But it wouldn't be Completely impossible For example in Please give me an example (laughs) Because the man's neck Was in two (sighs) For example, in season two of Big Big Little Lies, someone appears to be watching the Monterey Five, Bonnie, Madeline, Celeste, Jane and Renata. Yes, it could easily be the police. However, they don't appear to be tracking the group of housewives, apart from occasionally reviewing their interview tapes from the night of the murder. And besides, the mysterious man-woman nearly rear-ended Bonnie while Skye was in the car, so we highly doubt it's police activity. It's Detective Adrian Quinlan. Like it actually is though This leads us to another possibility The internet seems to think that if Perry isn't alive He might have a twin yes, that we don't I'm know about Yeah because twins like run in yes! like a hereditary Picture this Perry has a long lost sibling <laughs> I love this Or the brother that died when he was yes. five Doing air quotes uh, So Perry has a long lost sibling This is like imagining who seemingly reappears after his brother's mysterious death. No, Mary Louise has never mentioned any other children, but we can't deny that it will be a fantastic plot twist, something this show is known for. While it's a bit far-fetched, we're all for anything involving more Alexander Skarsgård. Absolutely. <laughs> Season 2 of Big Little Lies airs on Sundays. I was just about to say, so when you were talking about that, I was like, no, now we know for a fact that the person watching the Monterey Five on the beach is Detective Adrian Quinlan. Also, we know that the person driving around following Renata is Quinlan as well. And it's the, yeah. she confirms it to Madeline and it's the exact same car that tail ends Bonnie. So I'm like, okay, I'm not there for that part of it. And I do think he's very, very dead. However. <laughs> very, very dead. He's very dead. dead. No, he's really dead. However, 
I was about to cut across you and say possibility of a twin. Yeah. I think this show is off the wall enough to pull it off. Like they did a car crash and what else was it at the very start of this episode? In the first two seconds we had a car crash and and the FBI Gordon getting arrested. So I would love it. I hope we get a real twist, a real scream at the TV moment. I think we will. And if they brought back Adrian Skarsgård to literally play his own twin... I would not have a problem with that. Absolutely not. I would be so there for that, the believability of it and everything. As long as his twin is nicer. Oh my God, yeah. Or, yeah, or just a psychotic. Yeah, I definitely think though, next week, next episode, we're going to find out more about his sibling or siblings. I think we're going to have to. That was a little breadcrumb put in there for And Mary Louise definitely doesn't think that her son was an angel. No, she doesn't. This is all acting. Yeah. I want to see a scene where Mary Louise gets her apartment and she has a day at Celeste's house being pretending everything is perfect and then she goes back to the apartment and she sits down and she has a little breakdown because she cannot keep up the facade she of pours this. a whiskey and lifts the glass with a bit of a shaky hand exactly because she cannot keep up the facade and it's funny that she doesn't like Madeline because Madeline is someone that's doing the exact same thing as her which is yeah. this keeping up appearances everything is fine blah 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 I have no doubt Madeline will be up at that school with Ed in episode 3 telling everyone Ed's great and telling everyone this that and the other because that's what she's like so it's funny because it's that kind of thing of you see something about yourself that you don't like in someone else and yeah. therefore you don't like them. But also it is a case of, I think apart from Jane, and I suppose Bonnie isn't really arsed, but like Celeste, Renata, Madeline, they're all keeping up appearances. They're, they they yeah. all have their own individual shit shows going on, but mm-hmm. outside it's like, oh, everything here in Monterey is fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not. Absolutely not. Will I tell you what's going to happen next week? Please do. Okay, so episode season two episode three is going to be called the end of the world which i think is going to be juicer so just four quick pointers on it mary louise tries to get closer to jane so that is the clip that you will see in big little lies the weeks ahead i'm sure i watched that at the end of the hbo episode comes up at the end doesn't come up at the end if you're on now tv or anything like that but i presume you can get it on youtube you'll see a flash Jane and Ziggy seem to be at like a car dealership and Mary Louise turns up and she just smiles and you can just know that she's there to get to know her grandson. Renata focuses her wrath on Principal Nepal, I'm going to say, but it is spelt N-I-P-P-A-L. So is that man's name Principal Nipple? (laughs) Because that's... I did not notice that before. Yeah. Madeline is forced to confront her issues at couples therapy. So Ed is giving it a go. Okay. And Celeste struggles with her memories of Perry. I think she's struggling with her memories of Perry because she's going to hook up with a really hot guy from this clip in next week's episode. I'm there for that. And her counsellor told her she needed to get under another man to get over the last one. She did. And the counsellor just seemed to be doing good work to help her. So I would just do what that woman says, to be honest also, with you. Also, totally using that technique of the next time a friend calls into so stress. I'm definitely using it. So, so am I. how would you feel about that if our friend? If I, no, me, yeah, me, me, yeah, make yeah. it about me. <laughs> make it all would about you me. Make it, let's make it all about me. Guys, I nearly did a snort again. <laughs> what is going on? I'm hanging around for that new laugh. I can't wait to see it. 
Mm, hear it. It's in there. It's in there somewhere. Okay, well, seeing as though it's all about us, that's it for this week for a big little shrine. We're off to just talk about ourselves now. And you know what's a little bit sad? I'm on my holobops for the next two weeks. Oh, no. Yeah, so next week I'm going to be in Glastonbury and the week after that I'm going to be in Portugal. So um, I life. Oh my god! And then I think the week after that, I think I'm away. Are you? Joking? Are we not going to see each other for like a Brenton, month? We'll have to go for a coffee. We'll have to check our dates. So we're yeah. going to have a few interesting episodes coming up where different well, people are popping in and out, but we'll try and keep it together. I hope Reb is back from Rome, or else I'll be sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't know who will be here next week, but for this week, that is it for Big Little Shrine. Don't forget to search for Big Little Shrine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. But we're inside the computers, and you're already here. I'm I'm finding it really hard to get my head around Yeah, the concept. I'm so sorry. Brandon, a podcaster. (laughs) Me, a podcaster. You Uh, you can also uh, email us your thoughts and theories because we love a theory no matter how bonkers they are. The more bonkers, the better. Oh, please. Please email us shrinepod at gmail.com and you can also find us at shrinepod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Yes, so I will be back in three weeks. You'll be here next week, Brendan, hopefully not alone. Yep, fingers crossed. And yeah, I can't wait to hear how everything goes down. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.